Well, good evening. I think uh, I'm so glad you're here. I think we're out of uh, 5 p.m. Uh, church service shape, um, but also, also just considering it's a holiday weekend, and I'm just glad you guys came. Though this is going to be an important time for us uh, to be together. Uh, we couldn't ask uh, for a more beautiful first day of 2023. I hope that it was refreshing for you and that you were able just to enjoy uh, some time outdoors, uh, just like my family and I were. Uh, so what we're going to do is this. It's going to be a, a unique gathering. We're just going to sing some songs together and also um, hear some short reflections from God's Word, just to, to dedicate the year ahead to the Lord and uh, to center ourselves on Him and His Word and truths about who He is. Uh, this evening, we have one goal, and that's to commit our hearts and our lives to the Lord for the coming year. And so as we sing and pray and look to Scripture to guide us, may our posture be the same as James, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We simply want to create space for you to do this this evening. And so let's begin by opening in prayer. Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, help us to truly trust you as our greatest treasure. We know and believe that you are better than any offering the world could even provide. All we have is yours, our lives, our families, our time, our money, our possessions, our future. 2023, the year ahead is yours. And so we invite you to, to search our hearts and to put our faith in you to test. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. For our first of four reflections, we're going to begin in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. A question you could consider is this, what is, what is the power of your commitment to God? What is the power? What is the power of your devotion to God? What is the power for your resolutions, if you're a person of resolutions? What is the power of your life every day when you wake up? What is that source of power that you're drawing from? Notice the tension here in this passage in Galatians chapter 2. He says, I no longer live, on one hand. And then he goes on to say, but the life I now live. It seems like a contradiction. I no longer live implies giving up or surrendering. The life I now live implies that there is something greater that he is looking forward to. So yes, I no longer live, Paul says, meaning my priorities, um, the way I wanted to, and maybe even the way that sometimes I still want to live my life are no longer always acceptable ways to live. And so Paul the Apostle here has not only been changed by the gospel, but he, he actually takes it a step further and says that the old Paul has died. The old Paul had goals, the old Paul had aspirations that were not in line with what God was now calling him to, which is a higher calling. And so Paul simply says, that Paul 
is dead. He died. And so how does a dead man go on to live and to be empowered and to do all the things that God has called him to do? He tells us, he says, to live by faith in the Son of God. That's the alternative, to, to, to trust God. This tells us that we are now able to commit our lives to God, not because you have the ability, Christian, to be a great follower of Jesus all the time, but rather because you are drawing your life from the very life of Jesus. And so let's just take a moment before we sing to just commit to live by faith in the Son of God in 2023. This means asking God for his vision, for his dreams, for his hopes, for his plans. And I promise you they will be bigger and better, not always easier, but bigger and better than anything you could dream up. And so there's going to be a prompt on the screen for just a few moments here, and then we'll sing and we'll continue on. once were lost and now we are found. We once were dead and now we are alive. And so let us stand and rejoice in the fact that Jesus has saved us and we are alive in Christ. Jesus is my life, 
song might seem the sweet to follow your commands can never comfort me. Oh, Father, use my ransom life in any way you choose. Let my song forever be my only boast is you. second reflection from Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. And after this reflection, we're going to open up for our prayers of the people. And so if you want to be considering what that might be for you, you can be doing that now. He writes these words, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Jeremiah wrote these words that are nestled into his 52 chapters, not as a verse that he would have foreseen going maybe on a coffee cup, but it's actually a verse of correction. It's a verse of correction. He wrote these words during a politically tumultuous time following the fall of the Assyrians and the rise of the Babylonians. He witnessed the destruction of the temple himself an action that we are simply incapable of understanding the severity of, the place of meeting God. So God is saying in this verse through Jeremiah, sorry, that was my watch again, let me turn it around. He is saying in this verse through Jeremiah that you, you will be tempted, Jews, Israel, you'll be tempted to, to call on a friend in this time of volatility. You'll be tempted to call on others' forms of wisdom. You'll be, you'll be tempted to call on the latest interpretation uh, of a social or political or spiritual subject, but I, but I urge you not to. I urge you to call on me. How tempting for the Jews at this point to throw in the towel. Instead, God in his mercy reaches down and he tilts their heads upwards and says, call on me and I will show you a future that you can have. And so we pray to God as an act of trusting that his plans for our future are good and that he hears us. And we call on him because he tells us to call on him and he promises that he will hear us. That's why we call on him and that's, that's why we pray as a church. And so let's do that now. How can we be praying for each other in 2023? And then also maybe just, if you're open to it in this intimate space, in what ways will, will you in 2023 call on God personally uh, for yourself? Who's up? Who's willing to go this morning or this evening? I'm not used to saying that. Anybody? Anybody? 
Yeah, Eric. Church, Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, praise God for family and for time to rest and travel a little bit, for sure. Thanks, Luz. Church, thanks be to God. Yeah. What else? Yeah, Jesse. Thankful for Reed. Yeah, your rock star Reed, right? You got to watch him last night on TV, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, church for Reed. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Make sure you tell Reed he got a whole corporate thanks be to God for him. Caden, did you have something? Okay. You're just a lich. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah uh, a friend from school that several of us uh, went to college with, uh, she ended up having to have an emergency C-section at 32 weeks. Thanks, Adam. Church, Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah, and he does. <clears throat> Let me pray for us. Lord, <clears throat> again, we, we're so thankful for your word that it reminds us of things that we so quickly forget, like when we call on you, you hear us. That's the, the peace we, we forget. And so thank you for that reminder this evening. I pray that in 2023, that truth would be um, experienced in our prayers, that we would, as we're praying, we're, we're conversing with you, and that you're, you're near to us in our, in our prayers. You're not distant, and we are grateful for that. We pray all this in the name of Christ. Amen. You stand. faithfulness, O God, my Father, 
There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not the compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, now forever wilt be.
reflection, we consider Romans chapter 8, verse 18, hear these words. Paul writes, for I consider, for I consider, so as for me, this is my consideration, this is my assessment, for I consider, and he's gone through a lot, that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Let's read that again. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. We commit our lives to God in 2023 knowing that there will be times of pain and suffering and loss in the year ahead. But they do not compare to our future glory. Okay? So what is this glory? We certainly are well acquainted with the grief with the pain, with the loss, with the hurt. We can wrap our minds around that, but what is this glory that he speaks of? That should be our focus, right? Our motivation. Our future glory, I'll tell you this, is it's not wishful thinking. It's not this ethereal concept or a wish for something completely detached from your current experience. Here's what it is. It's, it's all the good of this world w- without the lack of God's complete presence. It's heaven. Heaven. It's revelation. Everything sad will become untrue. And it's not wishful thinking because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. That's why it's not wishful thinking. I want you to hear this. Jesus here is claiming to be the source of our future resurrection. A staggering claim that you and I, Christians, stake our lives on. And so as you pause now for a moment of reflection on this unbelievable reality, commit to having that posture in 2023. And if you do, I I guarantee you it will reduce your grumbling, your complaining, any glass half empty mindset saints that you may have in hard times. It will encourage rather joy and peace and inner rest and outward service of love and for God and others. Christian, you are the salt of the earth because of the future glory that you know is yours. That's what Paul is saying here. And so for 2023, we are committed to focusing on the future glory that is ours.
Church, for our fourth and final reflection, we consider the cross of Christ in Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 46. And after this reflection, uh, any follower of Jesus is welcome to come partake in the Lord's table uh, for the first time in this, this year. Hear these words, it was now about the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. While the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two, and then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. We commit our lives to God because Jesus Christ committed his life to us. Darkness here in this passage, it represents lament. It would be a passage that would be very common on Good Friday, of course. The sunlight could not shine through because Jesus himself is light. Isn't that a fascinating phrase? The sun's light failed. The sunlight could not shine through because Jesus himself is light. The temple curtain was four inches thick, 60 feet long, 30 feet wide. It took 300 men to hold it up. This curtain tore to represent the possible happening in what was considered impossible. Jesus, in one act, took on the complete and total sin of the world, making access into his kingdom possible. So the question then remains, as we have this dedication service for the year ahead, what is required then of you? Many people are asking that question. And the response or the answer is perfection. That's what's required of you, perfection. Well, perfection, you say, I do not have. That's the good news of the gospel. Jesus is that perfection. What is required of us then? Commitment. Great. A commitment that I cannot keep. But he can and he does. Jesus committed his spirit into his Father's hands on your behalf. And so this evening, as we come forward for communion for the first time again in 2023, may our prayer be very simple. A prayer of thanks to Jesus for being a covenant maker and a covenant keeper. That in the year ahead, we have an endless list of unknowns. But one thing we can be sure of, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. That's good news. And so church, you can come as you are ready this evening.
How deep the Father's love for us Now vast beyond all
we end every gathering with a benediction, uh, which is really just a, a blessing for the road as you go from this place. This evening, instead, we're going we're gonna to pray. And is, is this something that's up here? Should Perfect. Be. Great. We're going to pray together uh, a benediction. So, if church, if you'll stand uh, with me and pray this together corporately as we leave this place, and may this be our prayer for the year ahead. Church, Father, in the year ahead, I want a passion to seek your kingdom first. Too many of my thoughts and too much of my energy gets spent on me. Too easily, I want to give you a small part in my story. Too easily, I want to give you such little control as if I have that power. Too often, I want you to be predictable and manageable. For the year ahead, keep my heart believing you are not to be caged or kept in safekeeping. Keep my heart astonished and filled with wonder at your glory and power. Father, in the year ahead, keep me convinced of your commitment to never stop doing good to me. You are good all the time. I do believe this, but I long to believe it more. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Go now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Go now in grace. I tried to be brave, but I hid in the dark. I sat in that cave and I prayed for a spark to light up all the pain that remained in my heart. And the rain kept falling down on the roof of the church where I cried. I could hear all the laughter and love, and I tried to get up and get out, but a part of me died. And to be known I'll be seen and despised and be left all alone 
So I'm stuck in this tomb and you won't move the stone and the rain keeps falling. Somewhere the sun is a light in the sky, but I'm dying in North Carolina and I can't believe there's an end to this season of night and the rain keeps falling down, falling. Death will give way to a birth, and the rain keeps falling down on the soil where the sorrow is late, and the secret of life is igniting the grave. And I'm dying to live, but I'm learning to wait. And the rain is falling.
The flowers climb through the snow. Rejoice, rejoice.